Welcome to Centrist Madness. Today, we will be delving into the John F. Kennedy assassination. Conspiracy? Question mark. I really don't think so, but you don't we'll, think we'll so? get into it with our guest. We will get into it with our guests momentarily. Yeah. It's one of the all-time great assassinations. You got to give it that. Yeah. I mean, what else is even in the same? Okay, I mean, Franz Ferdinand. There's a bunch. Franz There's Ferdinand. A bunch. And he didn't start a war. Like, you start a war with an assassination. Yeah, yeah it's not bad. I mean, Lincoln, Lincoln was a, a... world war. Lincoln was a biggie. Yeah, but it's too late. Too little, too late. We probably think of it now as... Bad. Something doomed to fail. To accomplish its ends, right? The Lincoln assassination? Yeah. Well, I mean, do you think Reconstruction would have gone better? Would have gone better under Lincoln, right, than Johnson? Like, Johnson definitely fucked some shit up, right? Why wouldn't Grant be the counterpoint there? Grant should have just fixed it all? How much time did Johnson have in office? It was like a year or something? Yes, I believe so. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean... You'd think Grant could have just taken care of it all. I see the problems of Reconstruction being later than that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, yes, like a natural transition between administrations would have been better. Yeah. So having this. So, yeah, that might, you know, you could you could probably argue that that it accomplished its ends. Well, it makes a fuck of a lot more sense than the Kennedy assassination, right? In terms of accomplishing ends. Well, Oswald was... Well, we'll get into that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the the boomer narrative of it um, having a huge impact on world history, you know, so much of our country and the history of the United States hinges on these really minor electoral outcomes, right? And is there... If if Kennedy is not assassinated, you know, is he reelected? Mm, I mean, probably. Yeah, it was it was quite. It would have been rougher sledding for him to be reelected than it was for Johnson. For Johnson, I believe the ideal scenario is that he gets shot in the back and not killed. Well, yeah, I mean, you could say. I mean, Johnson wins in a landslide, right? So it almost certainly would have been harder for kennedy but i mean he was super popular right right but but i mean there was he took some hits there was some degree of concern Mm -hmm. about that election and you know they also chose a bad nominee right so they chose a nominee that was not receptive to the moment at all was it goldwater yeah 64 yeah okay so you know that's an element of it that they, they did not, they, they like saw Kennedy die and they were like, fuck it, mm-hmm. right? Like, we'll just nominate the most problematic candidate. Yeah. Who gets his, you know, who gets stomped. But yeah, I mean, the, the big question is what could Johnson have done to be reelected? That's what we needed to happen. What could Johnson have done to get Kennedy reelected? No, to get himself reelected. What do you mean, what could he have done? He did... Like, get reelected. You say Not that? really, man. He declined to run in 68. Oh, in 68. Okay. 
I mean, yeah, I guess he wasn't re-elected, but in 64. Um, so the question is, how do we win that 68 election? To avoid Nixon. Johnson, he had a chance, right? He could have run in 68. I mean, Johnson's fucking crazy because he's like the all-time greatest politician, maybe. He might just be like the the most talented politician, but he just had like this weird, he just got in his head about the presidency, you know, because he was, he was too, he was too afraid to fail. Like it was, uh, it wasn't a good role for him. The presidency? Vice president was a great role for him, even though he hated it. Oh, really? I mean, why, what's the logic there? The lion of the Senate. You just send Johnson over to the Senate all the time to yell at those guys. But the day-to-day of being president, I don't think he liked it all. Yeah, but, you know, he didn't have any actual power, and Kennedy didn't I know, trust he him hated enough. That. He hated it. Right. He hated what he was best at. I mean, if Kennedy had, like, you know, empowered him to be, you know, a Senate kick-ass, knock-heads type of guy, like, that might have worked well. Yes. But, like, um, you know, Bobby hated him, and... Kennedy didn't trust him, and so they just froze him out, right? Right, and it becomes part of, you know, the great vice presidential debate, you know, what the role of the vice president should be. Mm -hmm. I mean, his role was to help them win Texas, right? That was his role. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which he did. So, you know, and that was really important. Winning Texas was really important. But it's not clear that... Kennedy would have gotten the civil... He probably wouldn't have got the Civil Rights Act passed in 64, right? Seems unlikely. Hello, Patrick. Hey. Just three guys. Guys being Doing guys. Doing mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> Isn't that more of a Nixon podcast thing? Mm-hmm. Always recording? Oh. oh, yeah. Okay. I sort of sort of got this pop filter on. It doesn't quite fit my microphone stand, but I think I sort of jerry-rigged it a little bit. We don't use that word here. Oh, Sorry, oh no, there's a problematic pass to that, isn't there? You can say, um, I don't know. My my boss at uh, my old job, he used to problematic? always say... It's problematic? Well, it's it's a euphemism for what used to be N-word rigging. No, it isn't. So what I heard growing up, I heard growing up, and this is maybe... It's from sailing. Really, I heard it was because <laughs> it, it was from um, uh, securing uh, jerry cans of, of gasoline to vehicles uh, using... That's wrong, too. Suspect methods, yeah. You think everything's from sailing? Well, sailing has a lot of terms. He says letter rip is from sailing. Three sheets of the wind is from sailing. That one, I believe. Yeah. Jury rigging, also called jerry rigging, describes makeshift repairs made with only the tools and materials at hand. Its origin lies in such efforts done on boats and ships. Mm hmm. Okay. So, this is me being right. This is me being okay, right about everything. Yes, great, very graciously, I might There's say. There's no racism involved. I hate, I hate when people think that something benign is racist. Okay, calm down, jeez. Like that fucking Louis episode, mm-hmm. right? Where he thinks that like the uh, the British term for faggot, right, which mm-hmm. means a torch, mm-hmm. right? That on that fucking show. They say that that's because, like, gay people were burned at the stake. Mm -hmm. That's, like, total bullshit. I hate that. I hate when, like, we create more problems 
<laughs> out of like this naive idea of problematic. Everything from the past has to be problematic. So there must be some racist reason why people say Jerry Rig. Well, where did N-word rigging come from then? Is that also a sailing term, Matt? I think that, so I think the race, the racist nature of that is like black people being incompetent. You're saying the stereotype. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, like, so did it start as jury rigging, uh, the, a race neutral term? And then someone was like, you know what? I can, you know, you like, got, you got chocolate in my peanut butter. I can combine it with racism and I can make a racist version right. of it. I think they're totally disconnected. No. They just have the word rigging in them. Really? But they both mean the same thing. They don't. They because, do. Because N-word rigging means like an incompetent example of doing something. Uh, I mean, yeah, okay. Or, or kind of like ratchet. But I mean- It also kind of means ratchet. There's a ratchety like element to Jerry rigging. So not, not entirely Jerry rigging so is like, like a hack, right? It's not doing something like in the most correct engineering sense. You're just kind of like- you know, kludging it together to get it to so work. So, like, your window is broken on your car, and, like, you put cardboard and, like, duct tape. Okay. Which version of rigging is that? I think it would probably be both there. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. So, it's a Venn diagram. <laughs> 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 Welcome to Century's Madness. <laughs> Today, the JFK... So, we're diving into the big kahuna of American conspiracy theories. It's... The one, you know, it didn't start at all, but it's, you know, it's... It's the one that hit pet the big sounds. It's the pet sounds of American conspiracy theories. It's The pet the, sounds? It's the Chuck Berry of American conspiracy theories. It's the one that really got the ball rolling. It's the Elvis Presley? The Can't Buy a Thrill. Mm. The, who knows, the Jaws. The Jaws of okay. American conspiracy theories. And, you know, I I find it interesting. I think it's an interesting and fun American incident. <laughs> I do the think it's... The president getting his head blown off is an interesting and it's fun American one of incident. The, I do think it's kind of an open and shut deal. Mm. So I don't find a lot of curiosity about it anymore. And I, I think the whole thing is built around... Um, certain cognitive biases that people have. So what? why do you think it's so open and shut? How do you know there wasn't a conspiracy, Matt? You know, the the there's two schools of thought, right? There's the Oswald didn't do it school. Right. And I would say that one is just, you know, fundamentally ridiculous. Right. Um, okay. And then there's the... Oswald did it, but somehow we've never found proof of him being put up to do it. Yeah. And I think from a certain perspective, that one's even sillier. Um, hmm. But let's hear from our guests. What What do you think? So, um, yeah, I don't I don't think it's quite as uh, quite as open and, and shut as that. Um, I think there's a lot of. Uh, you know, sort of questions that that that'll never be answered. Less less so about the actual like events of the day. Um, like you said, the, the question of like whether Oswald was um, to at least some extent involved in trying to kill the president, I think is pretty clear. The um, I uh, I don't remember if I actually said this on the the last podcast about JFK conspiracies I did, but like the um, 
the Jim Garrison, probably the best known well, yes. uh, Kennedy conspiracy theory, the, the Jim Garrison case that he brought against Clay Shaw, um, uh, dramatized in the um, Oliver Stone film, JFK. Um, I, I call that a, a St. Oswald theory, that Oswald did nothing wrong. He had perfectly clean hands. He was just going down the wrong staircase to buy a Coke and... Um, uh, I don't find that too com- too convincing. Um, That's farcical, yeah. Right, so a lot about the film is farcical. Doesn't Oliver Stone also think that fucking Oswald was working for the CIA? That's yeah, and and that was part of Jim Garrison's case too, which is which is one of the most baffling things about the oh he was, you know they they take the Oswald line about being a patsy and um, you know construe it in the uh, most narrow sense that he was not a patsy in the sense that. Oh, he thought he was going to be bailed out by the people he was working with, but that he was just like, "Oops, I just I I worked for the CIA and went to Russia and came back and got this totally innocent job at a book depository, and they set me up." Here's the biggest problem with that theory, right? So, you have to, you know, either Oswald is the dumbest guy in the world, or like he's a CIA employee. You can't have both. You can't have him be like a CIA employee and also be so dumb that he shows up to work on the day the president is going to be driving by, right? Like, all you have to do is don't show up to work. Like, that's all. If you don't want to be a patsy. But he didn't just don't... know. He didn't figure it out until they he heard the shots. And then he was like, oh, they're <laughs> setting me up. Yeah, he, he got this job at the book depository and... uh well, within a week later, the president's parade route is changed to go past the window. That's part of the part of the, the argument. And then he doesn't realize that, oh, maybe showing up to my job that I just got a week <laughs> ago that the president's parade route is going past now is, is not a good idea for also, my like, Was he watching? Like, you would watch it. Like, the idea that he was just like, you know what? I'm just going to be focused on books today. Like, I'm just, I'm going to, like, I'm yeah, doing my yeah. nine It's five. a book depository. They're not <laughs> so paying I, him to watch parades. And then, you know, oh, my God, my gun is up here. This is lunch. Yeah. He's like, you know, I'm going to skip lunch today. I'm going to stay on the sixth floor. And- so, like, one thing that everyone can agree on is that the JFK film is, you know, a deranged, unbelievably homophobic. <laughs> right. <laughs> like <laughs> that's it's so awesome that like Kevin Costner and like um all these like all these legends all these, all these the greatest unbelie- cast, unbelievable performances just batshit insane the greatest yeah. like maybe the greatest cast ever assembled got together to just like smear just, the shit out of this random gay dude well like that the gayness overwhelmed Oswald for a moment and that's why he ended up being the patsy here well, yeah, that, that's basically that was Jim Garrison's case too. Was the Kennedy assassination? It wasn't, it wasn't Castro. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't Russia. It wasn't the mob. You know, as as some theories hold, uh, it was the CIA and facets of the intelligence community, the American intelligence community. But ultimately, it was just because like they all participated in a gay orgy together that went a little too far. That's where they met. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was a, you know, you what met, do you call you, it? Like a homosexual thrill killing? Yes. If you read interviews with Garrison, they're really funny. Uh-huh. Where he like, he thinks everyone is gay. Right. Like the number, and then like they bring up Oswald and he was like, 
well, Oswald was married. And he's like, oh, well, uh, he's a switch hitter. Right. <laughs> Is that what they called it back then? <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, he's bi. You know, like, the amount of... And, like, um, you know, my, my girlfriend's from the New Orleans area. And, like, her dad uh, knew Clay Shaw. Wow. And uh, Clay Shaw was just, like, like, the most admired man you could find in yeah. New Orleans. Yeah, Right? So this whole operation was just finding a really highly admired gay guy and smearing him so you could p- become DA. That's what this whole thing is. It has nothing to do with the overall JFK ecosystem. It's just one guy who wanted to get famous. One district attorney who wanted to get famous, right? Um, in the JFK conspiracy community, no one takes Garrison seriously. But somehow, it well, so became many of, the, so many people from his own staff like left or like denounced him and everything. I mean, he had like so many uh, criminal complaints filed against him yes. and everything. It's just he's a crook, and this ruined Shaw's life, right? Right. Like it's a totally despicable thing to glorify, especially like given fucking Costner. Like this is the last guy that Costner should be playing. It should be played by. Uh, it should be played by James Woods. Right. Saying, oh, Garrison. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because um, I will say, uh, Clay Shaw, uh, portrayed in the film by Tommy Lee Jones, uh, sort of against type as this effete, uh, a New Orleans businessman yeah, with Southern this Vandy. amazing blonde uh, perm wig. <laughs> I think he was not. I mean, the film was nominated for like seven or eight Academy Awards. Yes. There was that like. <laughs> That funny, uh, like, Glenn, uh, Glenn Greenwald tweet, or I think it was him, right? Where he called well, it, yeah, like... yeah, he talked about how, like... He said, like, like, like Oliver Stone's crew was destroyed. by the media. Yeah, and it's like, no, it was it was nominated for, like... Like, yeah, like, over half dozen Academy Awards, uh, one of which I think was Tommy Lee Jones uh, for, for supporting actor. News didn't like and it. And he was great in the movie. Hollywood loved it. Well, everyone was great. Uh, Costner sucks, was great man. In the movie. He, can't even, he can't even do the accent. Sutherland was great. Yeah, he was. John Candy was great. At his wettest. You know? No man um, has ever been that sweaty. <laughs> well, I mean, the whole cast. The whole cast was amazing. And it's a, you know, it's, um, I think it's probably the second best example of the Oliver Stone filmmaking style. You know, using 18 different kinds of film stock. Mm-hmm. Editing it within an inch of its life. Like, it's a powerful example of filmmaking and, Maybe the most homophobic movie ever made, you know, but leaving all that aside, you know, um, for me, you know, I'm a I'm a big Zodiac killer buff. And what I've learned from the Zodiac killer case is that life is filled with coincidences. Mm -hmm. To give you one example, and I think I brought this up on the show before, but uh, there was a guy at the college of the first suspected Zodiac victim. And his nickname was the Zodiac. That seems unlikely. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And like, they were so concerned about this guy. This really happened that uh, Melvin Belli, the the attorney who is depicted in the film. I don't know if you guys have seen the film. He's someone that the Zodiac killer sent letters to. He's someone that uh, hosted a call-in show where a supposed Zodiac killer called in. They sent this guy to that college to give like a speech, right? Mm -hmm. And then the Zodiac went to the speech. And then the Zodiac 
came up to Melvin Belli after the speech. Mm-hmm. And then Melvin Belli was like, are you the Zodiac? And then the guy was like, oh, no, you know, that's just a name I call myself. But that guy was like Arab. He wasn't the Zodiac killer. It was just a coincidence. So they know the Zodiac killer was white or something? Yeah, we have a pretty good sketch of him. Just from, there's people got away? Eyewitnesses, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, you know, the the layers of conspiracy, like coincidences that are possible are hard to fathom at times. But all we can know is what we can know. And what we can know is that Lee Harvey Oswald, a very depressed communist, um, (laughs) was at work on the day the president drove by and then the president got shot and Lee Harvey Oswald left and then his gun was there and that was the gun that shot the president. Mm -hmm. And then he happened to kill a police officer that day. Well, yeah. Well, actually, even uh, according to Jim Garrison and Oliver Stone, no, he didn't even do that. There were like men in black who came and, and, and shot this policeman. Oh, really? Is that in the movie? Yeah, yeah. He didn't. Oswald doesn't touch a, a, a firearm in in Texas that day, um, which is hilarious. Because like even that is like okay. Like if I'm Oswald and I've just been completely set up, like uh, Garrison and, and Stone suggest, and I think yeah, okay. The the entire like intelligence community is going to be closing a dragnet around me. Yeah, I would shoot a beat cop to get away. But no, 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 no. And, and Stone's telling uh, uh, St. Oswald uh, does no such thing. It's just, and the, and I believe the JFK film doesn't ad- address uh, General Walker at all. No, 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 no. Ed, no, Edward Walker does not really come up much right. at all. He skips that. He skips that in the documentary too, the, the one that just came out. Which to me is probably the biggest problem that... Um, Oswald innocent guys have. He just happens to, to try to assassinate someone like there's, a month there's or two before. Abso- there's absolutely no reason for the CIA or the FBI or what have you to shoot at and miss Walker as well. That's small potatoes compared to what they want to do. And also introduces risk of the whole thing being blown up. Yeah. Well, that was just, that was unrelated. That was unrelated. You know, it's like you got your work and then you have your like side projects. That was just, he was just, you know, something he was doing like on the side. That's the overwhelming problem. And that's why, you know, Edwin Walker and then all the circumstantial evidence. The Edwin Walker thing's interesting just because, um, you know, I mean, Edwin Walker was a, um, you know, it's sort of like a Mike Flynn character in his day, like a uh, yes. that, that's, I think, a, a pretty close to a one one comparison. Uh, you know, he was, a, he was a general who basically there was a uh, some kind of government initiative to give soldiers in the army and, and, and the military more, more broadly like civics education because the um, the POWs during the Korean War uh, couldn't explain what being American meant or something like that. Um, and so, so Congress allocated all this money to um, institute, I think, at, at a unit level, at least at a, like a division level, like some form of civics education. And basically, like battalion commanders and stuff were given discretion about what they taught and what Edwin Walker like gave his his troops uh, were uh, John Birch Society pamphlets 
and he got he didn't get fired over it. He didn't get uh, he didn't get dismissed. He got moved to a different command and he made a big deal out of resigning and became just like 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 Mike Flynn did just became like talking head kind of figurehead for for the John Birch Society movement. And he would speak to. Yes. Young Americans of Freedom and stuff, which is funny that Edmund Walker was Oswald's like first target. Well, I think he viewed all these people as fascists to some degree. Well, I just think it's interesting because the initial like reaction to Kennedy's assassination uh, was that the John Birch guys must have shot him because they thought he was a communist. And Dallas was like the hotbed of John Birch like activity. It was Dallas and then like hilariously uh, Knott's Berry Farm, wherever the fuck that is. The Knott's yes, Berry yes. Farm guy was a big John Birch the psycho. Jam place? Yeah. Hmm. Big John Birch psycho. But, you know, now... You know, now we have, you know, the Republican Party is a fascist party now. And they're really into um, crazy right wing generals. But back then we had more of them. You know, we had that was a a bigger problem. Fascist generals. You know, LeMay was just as crazy. I mean, MacArthur. LeMay was fucking nuts. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, you know, it's unbelievable that. The idea of a general um, being the VP candidate for George Wallace, like that's like so out of left. Like he was a general for a while, <laughs> you know, um, that shows how, yes, when Kennedy got assassinated, that's the first thing you would think. And that's how the train got rolling towards the conspiracy mm-hmm. is people, you know, people couldn't believe that a depressed communist would do it. Yeah. It seemed more organic and appropriate for a right-wing person to do it. Well, it doesn't really make sense to me unless you frame it in the um, perspective that it's a crime of opportunity. And now, it makes sense to me. I mean, if you're a communist, what did he accomplish by killing Kennedy? If you're a communist, right? Yeah. Kennedy and, and Walker are the same deal. Well, that, that's another funny uh, aspect about Stone's um, argument and, and, you know, Garrison's argument. It sort of like hinges on um, Stone's belief in Kennedy as a sort of crypto peacenik. Mm. Um, and he, he starts the JFK film and his, his documentary that came out uh, last year with the same quote, the same Kennedy quote about you know, uh, treating the third world, you know, you know, hands off, not, not trying to export American ideas to them or whatever. And I think in, in the documentary, they maybe also use the photo of him on the phone hearing that, uh, uh, Patrice Lumumba was, was assassinated. Looking all set the famous photograph and it's like, look, look, these two, look, it's a bunch of empty rhetoric about being nice to the third world. Yeah. It's so boomer. The whole thing is so boomer. It's he like is, lost innocence. Oliver like, Stone is the or boomer. He is like right. just the the like the boomer's boomer. You know? These guys think that like paradise was at hand and Oswald took it all away from them. Well, not Oswald. Right. He did nothing. The CIA, he was just there. The CIA couldn't handle it. If you look at all the pieces of it, the, you know, as as has been said by smarter people than I. This is a 15-minute jury deliberation. You've got a really depressed communist who's also a trained sniper. He goes to work one day at his place of work. Someone sees someone from the window of where he works shooting a rifle, and they look a lot like him. The president gets shot. 
He leaves. His coworkers see like leave him. They there find his gun while they go to lunch. This is open and shut. It's an easy trial, right? It actually was not an easy trial or any length of deliberation. It was a zero minute deliberation because he died. Because Jacob uh, Leon Ruby shot him for some reason. This mm. guy drove from what, New Orleans to Dallas to shoot him, and his stated uh, rationale for doing so was that Mrs. Kennedy looked sad on television. Yes. Okay, so people forget about this. Did she not look sad on television? The, the, the resolution was so poor in those days, how could you tell? Mm. But, but people, point. that is why conspiracies happened. That's why conspiracy theories happened, is Oswald got killed. That's a big, yeah, that's pouring gas on it for sure. If Oswald hadn't been killed, the whole JFK conspiracy industry would not have been a thing. People would have just been like, oh, this depressed communist killed him. It would have been comparable to Sirhan Sirhan, right? There would be some cranks out there who thought he that it was a conspiracy, but it wouldn't be accepted. It, you know, it wouldn't be, there wouldn't be movies wouldn't made about it. It wouldn't be like 75% of the population believing it, it happened. Right. It's it's the assassination of Oswald that that made it happen. Um, in particular, an episode. I think it was an episode of, was it the Ed Sullivan Show that did this, where they had someone come on, and they had pictures from outside the book depository, and they had one picture that seemed to look like Jack Ruby, and this was aired on national television. Mm-hmm. Oh oh maybe I think Jim Garrison went on Ed Sullivan. This was someone else, though. Did you and Carson? Yeah. And this became a sensation. Like, as soon as that happened, as soon as that person went on national TV and held up a photo outside the book depository that kind of looked like Ruby, across the country, people were suspicious. and they Which is they, crazy, because the weird thing is that Ruby wasn't there. He's like a massive Kennedy fan. So, like, why didn't he go to the fucking parade? Like, he should have gone there. That would make more sense. Well, you know, I don't know. But but Ruby, you know... But I'm saying, like, it's no proof that there was a conspiracy, like... The big problem I have with these sorts of conspiracy theories is that people... The idea that the CIA, the FBI, the mob would all get together and they would have their button man be a brain-damaged strip club owner. Like, no. You would have someone do it who gets away with it. You would have someone do it who, like knows what they're doing and isn't an embarrassing person because those people are going to talk. Well, eventually, um, I think it was while he was like, like awaiting like a retrial, like on appeal or something. Jack Ruby was eventually like given a psychiatric profile by um, uh, Jolly West, who was the uh, like the MK ultra doctor who did like Manchurian candidate shit. And, um, uh, he said, like, during the course of their... He, he was totally fine the day before, but when Jolly West, the MK Ultra doctor, uh, did a psychiatric evaluation on him, after 45 minutes, he couldn't answer a question or whatever. He was uh, completely brain damaged and, uh, like, wasn't fit to stand his, his retrial. My understanding is that he fell down the stairs at some point. There was, like, a legitimate brain injury he suffered, yeah. which leads to poor impulse control. <laughs> you know? <laughs> And he, you know, the circumstances of why a police station allowed him in, that's kind of weird. I admit it's weird. <laughs> he, was always, he was there all the time. 
Yeah. We, he brought them sandwiches. That's why they let, they let him in. Nah, there's some brain damage. He's he's here all the time. It's going to be fine. He was friends with like 50 cops. He knew every cop in Dallas. That's ridiculous that the, that the Dallas Police Department worked that way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, it was the same thing it's with uh, actually that was the same th- same thing with O.J. Simpson and the LAPD, where it became completely <laughs> absurd. the The argument that oh, the LAPD is trying to railroad O.J. Simpson, uh, who lets them use his tennis courts for their like <laughs> like summer tennis matches. But my personally, I think O.J. conspiracy theorists are on the same level as JFK conspiracy theories. It's it's a really simple open and shut case. Like the most obvious person to do it did it. Yeah, but again, so I think like the more like compelling um like evidence of a of a, you know, conspiracy isn't, you know, the well someone else did it that day, you know, Oswald's on another floor, the um out of here, you know, the uh, the uh what is it? The the uh, mortal error. Oh, theory. that stuff uh, I, I actually got it. I got into it uh, back when when the uh, the Left on Red uh, podcast episode was on dropped. I actually got into it with a mortal error truther, an actual guy who believes the mortal error thesis on on Twitter. I thought he was just being like kind of what facetious. Is the mortal error thesis. The mortal error. It was a it's book. It's so written, hot right now. It was People written are really by. Into it. Uh, so it was written by I think an Australian police sergeant or something. Spent years writing this book, like decades actually. Arguing that uh, JFK was killed not by the intended assassin, Oswald, or the three tramps on the grassy knoll, whomever, but what happened was someone tried to kill him from the book depository and missed, and uh, a Secret Service agent a few cars back uh, fat-fingered the trigger on his M16 and accidentally blew the president's brain up. (laughs) And it's, it's such a perfect... It's a perfect theory because it, it's all about, you know, looking at decades old forensic evidence mm-hmm. and forms that like, OK, like, oh, look, this form is filled out slightly wrong or whatever, um, as if everyone fills out forms exactly correctly all the time or whatever. And, uh, you know, eyewitness accounts uh, claiming, you know, where they heard the bullet coming from, et cetera, et cetera, to just say, like, yeah, someone tried to kill him. Maybe it was one guy. Maybe it was a conspiracy. I don't know. I don't care. Anyway, they failed, and uh, Special Agent Magoo just tripped. <laughs> I will say, tripped and blew his brains out. If you play the Zapruder film with Yakety Sax in the background, it kind of <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, if you watch it, it's it's pretty simple that Oswald did it. There's just too much physical evidence. I don't know. It's if, a pretty routine. Right. It's his right shot. It's a pretty routine three shot sequence where each shot gets more accurate. You know. Uh, oh, actually, but, that's another uh, really fun minor conspiracy theory is the idea that he wasn't trying to assassinate. It was Oswald. Oh, but yes, the, intent, the, the intended target wasn't JFK. It was Governor Connolly. And he yes, actually missed and accidentally killed the president. <laughs> he just could not stop shooting Kennedy. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> uh, no, the best one is that the driver did it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a fun one. You heard one. this? The driver, like, he's like, hold the wheel. And then he turned around and was like, Poosh, blew his head off. But, you know, it's like, like I said, you know, like with the Zodiac case, there's a million 
funny things you can find. But like the obvious scenario is staring you in the face, which is Oswald doing. Well, yeah. So so Oswald doing it's one thing, but I will say the circumstances of Oswald's uh, leaving the United States and then his eventual repatriation are pretty odd. It's weird. Right. He basically so- does. He basically does the George Costanza quits his job in, uh, you know, dramatic fashion on a Friday, changes his mind, then comes back on Monday and says he was joking. And they so just say, I believe, okay. I believe there was funny business with Oswald. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think it doesn't make sense that you would allow him back to me. From Russia? Yes. He defected, that's he, it. He didn't just leave. I mean, you could go to the Soviet Union. It was hard to do, but you could do it. He renounced his citizenship, went to the Soviet Union, was in regular contact with the KGB. He kind of, he did kind of renounce his citizenship. He didn't totally, he tried to renounce his citizenship and the ambassador said, come back later. I mean, and close then enough he didn't that come back later. I would not let this guy back. Like, fuck this guy. With his wife uh, and let him just ingratiate himself into the and you then know, Russian they have, Dude, they have lawyers. They look at the law. Dallas. They say, like, you know, legally he's still a citizen. We have to let him back. And they say, okay, whatever. That's So that's funny. That's weird that we let him back. And he uh, wasn't debriefed by the CIA or, or the State Department. Or, the other oh, thing oh, is— the State Department actually gave him, like, a $500 loan to come back. Yeah, there was seemed to, there seemed to be. But they do that for they would have done that for other people under the same. They generally didn't. I don't understand what was important about him to bring him back. I don't get it. Because you want to kill the president, dude. Would be the argument. He was who do you think makes this decision? Do you think like the president just gets to say like yes or no? Shit, man. There wasn't. It's a legal decision, right? They they mm. they say lawyers like what do we do here and the lawyers say well legally he's still a citizen because he didn't actually quite renounce his citizenship we didn't actually like you know solidify it so we got to let him think, back in and they say okay you, whatever now there's enough to deport him come on it's the Cold War he's announced allegiance to a different country you can deport him I mean if Russia will take him Soviet Union but yes yeah. I mean, they did take him. I don't think they would have taken. I don't think they would have taken him if the U.S. had deported him. They did not want him. Anyway, we let him come back. And then, you know, he strikes up a friendship with uh, the DeMorenschilt family. Right. That's Mm -hmm. a little odd. Yeah. Yeah. Who has CIA connections? I think that was probably a CIA handling situation. Right. Uh, Actually, a. uh, not just CIA connections, but connections to uh, eventual director of the CIA and vice president and president. Oh, uh, the oil industry. George W. Bush, or George H. Right. W. Bush, rather. Because they were connected to the CIA and the, the, the oil industry, so that's the Bush family. But, like, I think that was a CIA handling situation. Mm-hmm. But I can't imagine the CIA handling him into almost assassinating a general and then you know, assassinating the president. I can't imagine that scenario happening where this guy was the guy they chose to do this. Yeah, and didn't choose to buy him a better rifle or give him, like, you know, hollow points uh, ammunition or have a fucking driver pick him up. Did the trick. He used full metal jackets. Yeah, but it's, I mean, if you were going to assassinate the president, why would you That's a great example of how he did it. The full metal jackets. That's an attention to the detail the CIA would not have. 
they wouldn't be like, oh, he's a marine sniper. This is all he knows how to use. Wouldn't they wouldn't have know done how that. To do it. Oh, like he didn't know about this new ammunition. No. Well, well, target shooting in the Marines use full metal jackets. Right? Yeah, but it's a bullet. That's why bullet the, the movie's right? called it, that. Does does it affect your shot? Like, oh, like I'm not used to shooting. It leaves a clean hole. It leaves a clean hole. Yeah, but it's it's the same thing. Like, it's not like you but, have right. to train with but, a hollow point. I know, but someone who is in the Marine snipers would be really comfortable with full metal jackets, and they would just choose it. I mean, not if they were smart. Well, he's an idiot. Oswald is an idiot. an idiot. He's not an idiot. He's, he's, he's an idiot. No, he had IQ tests. He was smarter than average. He's very well, dyslexic. Yes, they let him work at that uh, secret uh, U2 base in uh, Okinawa or wherever. I mean, he's an idiot, though. He's a like, doofus. Like, he's a fuck up, a loser. He's a doofus. He's not an idiot. Okay, fine. His, his, wife, his wife was pretty hot. His wife was hot, his wife was hot Matt. Marina's, Mar- Marina was uh, she's pretty show. hot. She was a smoke yeah. show. Yeah. Well, she was Russian. Yeah. I mean, Russian. She was rushing into that relationship. Am I right? (laughs) Yeah. But what do you, what do you think, Patrick? So I guess I, I I would say that broadly, I think I, again, I I don't, I think it's uh, sort of fun and perfectly healthy to entertain various counterfactuals about, uh, you know, ambiguous uh, events in history but if I had to put my money on something, I would go with what I think is arguably uh, the U.S. government's line now, which is Oswald acted alone as an agent of a larger conspiracy, which was the conclusion of the What's House the Committee on the conspiracy. I don't know about I don't know what the exact larger conspiracy is, but um, oh, the House Committee was a joke. You the, know the House Committee. The was House a joke. Committee, the Church Committee. There was the uh, the Heart, whoever was the other one. But um, yeah, I, I mean, um, I, I don't subscribe to the the Oswald just whistling while he worked. So let's let's say you came up with a conspiracy, right? To do this, why in the world would you choose Oswald? I mean, you know, the, he, worked, the, he worked out outside the. The argument was it like clearly it worked. He was trained as a as a slave. You know, uh, I mean, he killed the guy, and then he got killed, and then the guy who killed him died in prison and and never talked yeah and um you know here yeah you are. but i mean like if you um assassinating the first of all assassinating the president is not that difficult you don't need this many moving parts you could have just had a sniper anywhere in dallas that day like you didn't need to have a guy who so obviously did it in a, in a perfect frame-up you could just have oswald on a day off be like in a in a building that he's not working in, right? Mm-hmm. And then he never gets caught. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he he'd only had that job for like a week, and then the parade route is moved to go That's by the true. window. Was it longer than that? I, I don't know exactly how he, long. He it's had like been working month. there for like six months, mm. and the parade route got changed. It's after he gets the job for sure. The parade route got changed a week before <laughs> okay, the assassination okay. happened. Uh, to go by, yeah, uh, the window of the guy who, uh, you know, had tried to assassinate Edwin Walker and who had defected to the Soviet Union and was... Of course, you know, like, this would never you know. happen today. This would never happen today. They would never... First of all, like, the incompetence is hard to believe. The idea that this guy wouldn't be in the top 100 list 
of people not to drive by. Like that would not happen today with big data. Like they would never, <laughs> they would never allow that to happen. But you know, things like that, ha- you know, first of all, our country, presidents get assassinated a lot. It's been a while since the last one. For the first rock solid assassination attempt hasn't happened in a while. Um, I don't know a well, lot. Well, actually, about the 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 uh, the, uh, the, uh, the George Bush one in Georgia was pretty close. That one was solid. The grenade. That one was I mean, solid. If, it could have worked. If he had, he just he had tied the kafia too tight around it, and the yeah the, the charging it'll stay down. But yeah, that was pretty good. The reason you would choose Oswald's is obvious, right? Because he could do it, and well, you would want he's, to. He's he's works outside where Kennedy's going to be. He's trained as a sniper, and you know apparently willing to do it, right? The problem with that, though, is could you have found him on like that little notice? You know what I mean? Like, and How do you, this is not a person yeah. to be trusted. Well, there was the, the Chicago like foiled assassination plot from a few weeks earlier that was, you know, rather similar and, and ultimately unsuccessful. So I guess that, the argument would be, well, it wasn't like Oswald was the one guy. It was like you're... Uh, funding a bunch of startups and this is the one that took off and, and you would, went to the like, moon. It's like, it's like, you know, the, the people you're, you're talking about, it would be so easy to find a guy who just knows what they're doing and would get caught. Why not get an expert rifleman instead of a marksman or whatever? You know, it's, it, you know, it's the same thing with like MLK, right? Like the FBI wouldn't get a dumb white supremacist to do it. They would get someone to do it who would never get caught. At least he had a good fucking rifle with hollow points. But I well, so I guess the other argument would be though, okay, but like if they did hire a dumb white supremacist who did get caught, wouldn't that work? You know, ultimately? No. But if, if that's what they did, didn't that pretty much work? You would be able to talk, right? Mm. You would be able to say who you who your contact was and like you know, what that guy tried was bullshit. Like, he was like, there was like a Puerto Rican guy I ran into somewhere, right? Like, every 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 explanation he had was kind of racist. But, it's all <laughs> but he like, knew. But like, Oswald, you, and again, the walker thing, it doesn't make sense. Did he do the walker thing as practice? Like, is that a theory? I mean, I'm not it sure. Could, it could just be he was in the business. The, yeah, so, I mean, again, like, to me, like, the, you know, Oswald just being a funny guy, uh, like you're saying, there was some 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 funny business with him, you know, his, his repatriation, his connection with the Morenschilds, the, the Morenschilt-Bush connection, and then, like, one of my sort of biggest eyebrow raises is the, I think it was while, I remember they were running for election in 1980, I think it was always vice president uh, or a vice presidential candidate, like George Bush was just asked like the the easiest softball question, you know, where were you when Kennedy was killed? And his response was a mealy mouthed. Yeah, I don't. He remember. couldn't I don't remember. remember. He couldn't remember. Yeah, he couldn't remember. It's, he like, was, that, where, it's like that episode of Portlandia where he can't remember where he was on nine eleven. Yeah, he he couldn't remember, which is like it's weird. You wouldn't be able to remember that, and then it turns out, oh, he was five miles away. Well, that's because he's a spook, right? He was doing something. Yeah. Well. Well, I mean, they they claim that the CIA claims that it was a different George Bush who was on the CIA payroll. In he, Dallas was at that point. he was doing something. He was doing something. He was doing something. And again, the other the other uh, farther down the line thing. So for me, like the evidence of like, OK, some kind of funny business of one kind or another gets more compelling the farther away from the actual day you get like the business of like. 
well, I heard an echo from here, blah, 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 is all very mortal error to me. But the stuff about, yeah, so the the, the repatriation, uh, the Demorenschild stuff, the, the George Bush stuff, but then the the George Demorenschild writing a handwritten letter to George Bush when he was director of the CIA and getting a response, yeah, which I know. the CIA claims, actually, it's easy. You can just write to the CIA director. Sometimes they'll write you back. Well, they knew each other. They they knew each other. Well, they, I think they claimed they didn't know each other that well. You want to say cocktail parties? They said that the, the Demorenshill overstated it. The, you know, the oil industry in Texas, it's a small clan. But, you know, there's lots of funny business going on. I'll, I'll admit that to you. But what I'm telling you is what I've learned in life is that... What is um, funny with, business? What does that mean? That sounds like a conspiracy. Well, George Bush doesn't know, remember where he was, and he was in Dallas. That's odd. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, what what is the rational explanation for that? The Bay of Pigs? The Bay of Pigs? The Bay of Pigs yeah. thing? Yeah, the... Uh, it was uh, named... The code name was Operation Zapata, and the name of Bush's oil company was Zapata. That's odd. They also did. They also provided some financing for the Bay of Pigs. The uh, the line on um, and this is obviously not like a, a dispositive piece of evidence. I just think it's interesting. Uh, the line on the Nixon uh, Watergate tapes, where where Nixon says, "Oh, I, I forget the exact line," but he alludes to opening up the whole Bay of Pigs thing. Right. Uh, which which uh, Halderman would later say was a reference to Nixon, who also was in Dallas that day. Everyone was in Dallas. That's weird. Like a crazy number of people were in Dallas that the day. The president was visiting. I don't know. Well, why would Nixon be there, dude? Nixon was there for shit. I forget. I think he was maybe like starting to like wage like his like shadow campaign for, for the 64 nomination or something. But Nixon believed. The Democratic Party, this was their day in Dallas. Right. Mm-hmm. Why are all these Republicans there that day? That's weird. I remember the uh, the chapter from um, uh, Rick Perlstein's book about the Goldwater campaign before the storm where he talks about it. And he explains why, what, what, what Nixon was doing in, in Dallas. It may have been just the speaking engagement, I think. But, um, yeah, they, they're all in Dallas. What, what the heck's his name? Um uh, Jerry Ford wasn't in Dallas, but he was on the Warren Commission. So that's I love the I Warren know, Commission. People people connect that. That's one thing I'll tell you is the Warren Commission is great. Yeah, it's a great work. I actually, mm-hmm. in in preparation for my last uh, JFK conspiracies podcast, I actually I went to a used bookstore looking for a copy of Jim Garrison's book because I wanted to read it, and I didn't find it. But I did find a copy, a hardback copy of the uh, full uh, Warren Commission report. Which I bought uh-huh. for $4. It's great stuff. It's great. It looks really good on the shelf. Not that, isn't, there's one that's like 24 volumes, right? Oh, really? And then there's like, yeah, and then there's like a summary. Or maybe. I, I think it is the full thing, though. But they did great work there. Arlen Specter. I love the work he did. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I do think, I think maybe uh, it was a little bit blinkered in, you know, Arlen Specter, you know, wanting them only to consider Magic Bullet. Theories, the magic so bullet to speak. was great science. Mm. The magic bullet was. You believe that there were three shots fired, right? Um. Yeah, I would say probably. You know, the whole idea of the magic bullet, right? It's just because people didn't understand what a bullet with a full metal jacket will do. If you have a bullet with a full metal jacket, it's going to slice through two people. Right. And people couldn't understand that, and it's also going to come out looking pristine. 
it's going to come out looking pretty darn good. Depending on what it because hits. Because it's not meant to explode. It, yeah. It's not meant to explode in any way. Um, so all of that adds up. Like, you know, initially they thought that three bullets hit them. And then someone found like a little scuff mark on a curb. And they realized the first bullet missed. Did they get a frag? They got a fragment from that, right? Or like hit someone's cheek? I believe so, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, yeah, I think uh, his, uh, whatever it is, uh, his calf or something. Okay. So like they knew there were three shots. And so they had to change the theory. And that's when people got suspicious, right? Mm-hmm. But the actual theory makes perfect sense. It's just two bullets that slice through. And the thing that like conspiracy theorists do is is awesome on this because, you know, they take all the wounds that it makes and then they line it up so that um, Connolly is like directly in front of Kennedy and they're right. both facing forward. And then they show it like, you know, zigging back and forth like magically. Right. And then it's like, no, you just fucking like turn him to the right. And he was uh, actually seated slightly to the left and it goes straight through in a line. Right. Like, uh, I mean, it's it's just so, like, disingenuous to, like, try to pull this bullshit where you're claiming that the Warren Commission was saying it was, like, changing directions in midair. I mean... So I admit funny business was going on. But sometimes the most obvious thing is the thing that happened. I still don't get... What is funny business? It's like, there were coincidences? Or was exactly. Nixon there killing... There were coincidences. Yeah, but like we were saying, there's always coincidences. I'll go back to the Zodiac Killer case, right? So, like, the whole, they made a movie out of Arthur Lee Allen, right? The prime suspect. I think he's still technically the prime suspect in the Zodiac Killer case. And he's a guy who happened to be at these, you know, these three very different crime scenes. He happened to be nearby at all of them. That's weird. He gets intervi- interviewed by the police, and he's, like, wearing a Zodiac watch. And he's wearing the boots the killer wore. And he t- like unprompted, he tells the police, I just have bloody knives in the back of my car. It's just, I was, I butchered some chickens. That's why people saw it. People say that he's the Zodiac killer, right? They say, oh yeah, he says he's the Zodiac killer. And you know, there's a million other problems with him. Like he's, he's a pedophile, like he's a creep, but it isn't him. Like it 100% isn't him. How do you rule him out? His fingerprints don't match. His DNA doesn't match. He's bald. The Zodiac Killer wasn't bald. They have Zodiac DNA. Yes. Oh, okay. From the stamps. Mm-hmm. His handwriting doesn't match. Okay? They searched his house. They found nothing. Right? No Zodiac stuff. So there's... It's not him, right? Yeah. But people look at all those coincidences and they're like, well, it has to be him. How could you have all these things happen where you're, you just happen to be near all the crime scenes when they happen? Mm-hmm. You wear the same shoes as the killer. You wear a Zodiac watch. The police interview you and you kind of like imply that you're the killer. Mm-hmm. But that just happens. That's how life is. Like if, if you have a wide enough dragnet, there's a lot of, con- you know, coincidences. Yeah. That's the part that's hard to calculate is like, this is like the coincidences out of all possible coincidences, which is... It's hard to wrap your brain around. Well, even like the, the kind of like coincidences and like the, the stochasticity aside, I mean, the, you know, Oswald's um, defection and repatriation, you know, I, I don't think that's exactly coincidental stuff. 
it's not, I don't think a series of coincidences allow that to happen. But you, but people are finding other coincidences to explain why he didn't do it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And again, like I, so that that's one of the funny things for like the Oliver Stone, the JFK film, and it's actually uh, uh, I think more uh, prevalent in his documentary because it's intended as a documentary. Yeah, in, in like that view. Yeah, there is no such thing as a coincidence. It's the the official story is like 180 degrees wrong in every respect. There is no such thing as a coincidence. The uh in, in the Oliver Stone documentary, Through the Looking Glass, I think it's called. Right. There's a, a ton of time spent on the chain of custody of the so-called magic yeah, bullet. I love this. Yeah. And like the forms, like, look, they say they got it at at 7.30, but the form says 8.30. And it's like, okay, I mean, if you've ever had to fill out forms for a job, you've like eyeballed it. I mean, you filled out forms wrong before. Like some, some poor guy, some poor schmuck, like got this bullet in D.C., uh, you know, at the, the end of his shift and fill up the form slightly wrong. Uh, but no, that that's evidence of, of the conspiracy of the, the bullet was mishandled and, and this well, and that. I love how he argues that like, there's this huge conspiracy to like, you know, subvert the chain of evidence and get the wrong bullet in there. And then they like also picked like a pristine bullet that didn't have any, like, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. They didn't bother shooting into a cadaver or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The CIA, the CIA, I'm telling you, We'd never have the attention to detail necessary to say, oh, this guy was in the Marines. He did target practice with full metal jackets. Let's use those. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if they were to, if the, you know, CIA or, or or whoever were to, you know, contract Oswald to, you know, shoot Kennedy, I mean, he would probably be like, oh, these are the bullets I'll use, you know? Yes, yes. I mean, that's possible. Right, exactly. But, and that's what I mean. The, the Oswald, the so-called, you know, uh, you know, Oswald did did nothing wrong type but again, theories. But again, Oswald, like, why did Oswald behave the way he did if that was the situation? He was such a bitch, right? From the moment he got arrested, he turned into just like the total bitch. Like, he couldn't, it seemed like he kind of wanted to confess. And then, like, he did a 180 and started doing the Patsy thing. It seems like maybe they... The whole thing just happened because they fucked up the initial interview. How did they fuck up the initial interview? Too confrontational? Well, I think they interviewed him without an attorney or something, right? Yeah, and also they, it was too confrontational, yeah. But yeah, when I was like a, a younger a younger lad, I was um, a, a big fan of the Oswald thought that he was contracted by uh, Cuban communist exiles, but actually it was mm-hmm. the mob posing yeah. as Cuban communist exiles because they wanted Bobby Kennedy out as, as attorney general. So, so they were, they, they hired a communist under the guise of it being, you know, a political thing. And he thought he was going to have a bunch of, uh, you know, communist support after he did it. And they cut him loose because they were the mob. I think uh, John Abd was the um, like communist party USA attorney. He tried to retain as his counsel and he was just like, John Abd was just like, no. The whole involvement of the mob is really silly. And I don't it is. It is very silly. That the mob was involved with other people in this operation. Like, if the mob is going to do this, they're just going to do it. And again, they're not going to work with Oswald. 
Like, it's so dumb. Like, it makes way more sense for the CIA to work with Oswald or Cuba. Like, maybe Cuba just did it. Well, I mean, a lot of people say the CIA worked with them. I mean, I do think if you're going to make a conspiracy argument, it makes a lot of sense to say he thought he was doing it for Cuba because he definitely would have done it for Cuba. If he if right. if you could convince That's him that what, he you had were, motive, yeah, 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 he had motive to do he it. He was for trying Cuba. to get into Cuba, right? He was idolizing Castro, so he definitely would have done it for Cuba. The question is, like, you know, could someone have like tricked him into thinking that he was doing it for Cuba? But why would he say not, that? Like, not give him any help, you know? Like, this is but like the would... this is like the um, well, I mean, there's obvious reasons not to say it. Like Cuba doesn't want, you know, Castro didn't want me to say it. Like the, it's not bad for the cause. But why say you're a patsy then? Well, he realized it wasn't, you know, he realized like that. That's one argument is he reached out to, to John Abd, the, the communist uh, yeah. you know, attorney who just was like, no, pass, not involved. And that's when he realized, oh, I've, I've, I've clearly been set up here. In general, I'm just highly skeptical of this idea that these operations will use such unreliable basket cases to do their job. You know, you wanted Jimmy Hoffa dead, so you killed him, and then no one figured out who did it. That's the way to do it. Right. You know, he, was, he wasn't even president of the Teamsters anymore. That was like former president of the Teamsters out of jail versus like, you're going to try to kill the president of like the America. Well, look, how, look how easy it was to do it. It's easy to do. I mean, it's sort of the uh, like the little red hen conspiracy theory, right? Because they're doing nothing for Oswald here, right? Like this is what some guy's coming up to him and he's like, hey, Oswald, you know, you should kill the president. It's like, okay, like, could I get a bridge loan? They're like, no, sorry, man. Just, you know, whatever money you got is like, well, can you give me a good rifle? It's like, mm, yeah, whatever you got's fine. Just, but you should really kill the president. You know, we'll pick you up after, we'll take you to Cuba, it'll be great. I think the obvious, like, Occam's razor, the explanation is, we let this guy back into America because we felt that... (laughs) You keep going to this thing where it's like an emotional decision. But we could have just killed him. Like, we could have killed him. The CIA could have killed him? Yes. You're saying, like, why didn't the CIA assassinate Oswald? Yes. Well, because it's against the law, Matt. <laughs> well, the Bay of Pigs wasn't great either. Yeah, but like, at least that had a purpose. Like, I mean, they were trying North to like... Northwoods wouldn't have been great. They were trying to overthrow communism in Cuba. That's like a little bit more of an incentive than like killing well, some yeah, random loser. Yeah. So, so what I'm saying is they're like, ah, okay, we'll just let him back and we'll we'll keep, an, we'll keep tabs on him. Mm-hmm. Which the FBI so we'll, did. We'll, we'll give him a handler... You know, maybe at some point he'll cough up something about the Soviet Union that we can use. Right. And then an unbelievable instance of blowback happens. The moment that they realize Oswald did it, you know, people have to not admit where they were that day. You know, George Bush has to never say where he was that day. So see, that that's interesting because I, I think that falls into the category of a conspiracy theory that that Oswald was blowback from... That that so that that's interesting. I've never heard someone suggest that Demorenschilt was his handler, but that he didn't do it. You know, that's interesting. Or or, or well, that, that he did, did it. that that he did do it. Yeah, right. I'm sorry. That, that, that doesn't that make he, sense to you. No, no, yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm saying it does. But I've never heard anybody suggest. Okay, Demorenschilt was handling Oswald, but Oswald 
wasn't a part of a conspiracy to kill the president. Yeah. It was just, they it was blowback. Up. Yeah. They fucked up. Um, yeah, actually, that's, that's a kind of a pretty compelling theory there. Um, but yeah, just the idea that, yeah, like, this dude was on everybody's radar, you know? The idea, the idea of not surveilling him is ridiculous. Right, right. So clearly something was going on where they were keeping tabs on him and then they fucked up. Um, and they probably were like, let's get him this job. They too. were keeping tabs on him like every day. They sent Hosty by to like, you know, kind of like poke around. But they're not like following him to work. Well, that, that would shit, be kind man. of like an after the fact conspiracy theory. No, you wouldn't do that. Like an after the fact conspiracy theory to, oh, like we really fucked up by letting this guy back in the country and while we were watching him, he killed the president. Well, the F- the FBI destroyed the note they, that uh, the FBI destroyed the note that he gave them, saying that he was going to blow up the building, right? So there was, in a sense, a conspiracy of the FBI to suppress uh, information that they were keeping tabs on him. But you see, I see, I see that all as like standard operating procedure. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I don't, I don't either. But technically, is that a conspiracy? <laughs> I mean, the 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 FBI acted in concert, you know, at uh, Hoover's direction to destroy. The Warren Schultz stuff is really funny. I believe that that guy truly just lost his mind. DeMorne Schultz? But I think he lost his mind because he he was up to some funny business at some point. And it made him increasingly paranoid. Yeah, he pieced out to, like, Haiti or something, right? Like, shortly after the assassination? Right. Is that right? He ended up committing suicide in Florida? Yeah. Uh, Bill O'Reilly lies, lies, lies and claims he was knocking on his door to interview him. He did, I think, have an interview set with him for like a week later or something, um, but just decided that wasn't interesting enough. I have to lie and say I was was there and heard it happen. So I I love the idea that you would be present at the suicide (laughs) of a, a historically important person and you wouldn't tell the police. You would just leave and then publish it in your autobiography 20 years later. Like, like, how is that not suspicious? He knew he it couldn't. Sounds like you he did knew it. he couldn't lie to O'Reilly. That's why he fucking do it. He took the the coward's way out. He and how knew. does he get away with that? I, I can't believe how people can do things like that and then get away with it in their daily life. Like, how can you be that much of a fucking liar and like show your face in public? It it really drives me crazy that he got away with saying that. I, I am just waiting uh, with bated breath for his upcoming uh, Killing Demorenschild book, <laughs> the, the latest in the Killing series. His, his killing another, series. Another book full of lies and just like fucking uh, eighth grade, uh, a civics project fucking level research. His killing books are like in, in getting increasingly abstract because he's running out of people who died. He so did killing like, Christ, right? Or killing Jesus or killing something? Killing Jesus, yeah. Did he do killing Japan? <laughs> <laughs> killing Christmas? Like, like he did like the atom bombings, right? And it's like killing Japan or something like wow. that. Let, let, me, let me go through some of the books that he's written. He's got one book called Killing the Killers. Uh. <laughs> Is that the final one? <laughs> Who's left to kill? <laughs> <laughs> killing the mob killing crazy horse i might read that one that's probably interesting killing the rising sun so it's not killing japan it's killing the rising sun killing Patton. 
I think there actually was an assassination plot against Patton. Mm-hmm. Killing killing the SS. Some people think Patton was assassinated, that the the Jeep the Jeep crash was a was a cover-up. Well, maybe that's possible. Killing Jesus. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you that might one. have heard it. You might have heard about this one. <laughs> who who did it? <laughs> this one really made waves. You're talking about the all-time top killings? Like this one was really way up there. Killing Although at the time, not that big of a deal. Nah, I mean, you know, they killed him. They went on with the festival. You know, people didn't give it another thought. Killing England, which is about the American Revolution. Wow. This guy is putting out a lot <laughs> we of We did books. it. We, we killed him. <laughs> Killing Kennedy. That's probably a big one. That's probably where he put the revelation of where he was. Killing Lincoln. That's a hot one. Killing Reagan. That's what? in the news. <laughs> that one's about Alzheimer's. I was going to say, it famously didn't happen. <laughs> wounding, wounding Reagan's lung pretty severely. Wounding, wounding Reagan. <laughs> wounding Reagan. <laughs> oh, the, yeah, the wounding series, just a series about woundings. That'll be next. Well, yeah, wounding Roosevelt. Uh-huh. Yeah. That happens. Wound, um, wounding Warhol is going mm. to be a big one. <laughs> wounding Steffi Graf. Now that is a bet. That's a pretty good band name. Wounding Warhol? Oh, that is. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I wish she had finished the job. <laughs> <laughs> that was Squeaky From, right? It was no, one of them, it was, right? Um, no, it wasn't Squeaky From. Oh no! Was, uh, who would, who did that? Some chick. Oh, did Squeaky From try to like kill Ford or something? She did. That's right. Okay. Warhol assassin Valerie Solanas How'd tried she, to assassinate okay. Warhol. How did she try to do it? Shot him. Yeah, yeah, she shot him pretty bad, right? Yeah, and it kind of ruined his life. That's mm. right. He never really uh, recovered fully. You know, that sucks that that happened. I'm not serious that I wish he had died. I just wish we had taken some of the things he did less seriously. (laughs) Do you think he's going to come out with killing Lenin or uh, wounding Harrison first? Why not? I think wounding Harrison would be a good good book. Wounding Harrison. Yeah. John Hinckley starting a band. I don't know if you saw that he's looking for a bass player and a drummer right now. I don't know if I like that. I wish I wish he wasn't on Twitter. I feel like him being on Twitter is not great. Mm, it's a fun Twitter follow. I, I hope he has like some kind of like in all seriousness, I hope he has like a Twitter chaperone. Yeah. I don't think OJ Simpson has one of those. I think that's all no, just raw, no. raw off the dome. His, well, he's his, innocent. His videos are just terrific. They're just like him and like always like the biggest like grimmest looking sports bar with uh, like or golfing like six guys like hunched over at the bar hello behind twitter them. world hello twitter world yours truly yeah oj simpson you know every once in a while i run into an oj simpson innocence person mm-hmm. oh that's fascinating there's white. a lot of them still left are they black no a lot of them are white okay and it's really hard to talk to them they don't they're very, they're very attached to the idea he's innocent. Hmm. I, I find it very weird. Like it's, 
you know, he's one of the most obviously guilty people in the world. Right. Um, like, there's way more reason to think Robert Durst was innocent. <laughs> like, right, uh, there's like way more holding together an innocence case there. And it's, I think it's similar. Like, it's not entirely similar to JK, but it's the same deal where like, there's just an overwhelming amount of evidence that one person did it. And in OJ Simpson, it's crazier because there's no reason to frame him. Um, I mean, there's like, lots of reasons to frame Oswald, but there's no reason to frame OJ. And yeah, <laughs> everyone I mean, liked I mean, OJ. Like, it's it's so funny too because like the reason that he was like found not guilty it was like I mean I I think there were certain jurors who just like were gonna say not guilty irrespective. I mean, in the in the uh, ESPN thirty for thirty, at least one juror like just straight up says like, "Did you watch the full matter. documentary?" Yeah. It's so good. Sean, have you watched it? ESPN, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Run of His Life, is that what it's called, or what? O.J. Simpson. Run of His Life is the book. It's uh, O.J. Simpson. It's like eight um, hours long. Yeah, it's Made in America, it's called. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's really good. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so good. Um, But yeah, like, the the big thing about the O.J. Simpson trial is just like, as will happen, uh, like, prosecutors like we're handed just like a slam dunk case and we're just super lazy and, and just like didn't do a great job with their, with their prosecution. Um, and like, right. Because he so obviously did it. Yeah. And then they ended up with the big thing was, you know, Mark Furman, uh, repeatedly taking the fifth. What I thought was the craziest thing about that documentary, which I didn't understand. is that Furman had been called out to one of the domestic violence incidents where she had gotten the shit beaten out of her and like he saw OJ get away with it. And then like he goes on with his life and becomes like a top homicide detective. And then he gets called out to the same fucking place and she's dead, you know? And in between then he says the N word a lot. Yeah. And unfortunately that, uh, we're just that they, they did. That, that leads to him being innocent. Like imagine if you're Furman and you go through that experience and like, you know, you were. I think Freeman was trying to fuck that reporter, right? Like, uh, like I got that vibe oh, yeah. from that thing, and so he was trying to be a badass around her, right? And have like a L.A. rebellious homicide detective attitude. So he drops some in bombs, and then it ends up having OJ be found not guilty. I don't think OJ's found not guilty without the Furman thing. No, and not even the N-word thing, but I mean, the, the big thing was, and this is a, 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 a tack, sometimes you'll see uh, witnesses take, typically it'll be it'll be defenders or something, um, on the standard during a deposition, uh, just to complete, like, stonewall, take the fifth, irrespective, you ask them what your middle name is, they'll take the fifth, and it's it's great if you're on the like opposing counsel for that, because you can just ask, uh, like in a civil case, you can ask, you know, incriminating questions. They'll take the fifth, and then with the standard of evidence required in a civil case, you can like ask the judge to instruct the jury to uh, take an adverse inference, and basically, whatever the worst version of it could be, pretend it's that. In, you should not have taken the fifth. In a criminal case, you can't do that, and you have to just, like, throw it all out. But, like, juries are still human beings, and they're still going to say, like, oh, the lead detective just won't answer any questions. Obviously, he framed him. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's not a story of O.J. Simpson being, you know, th- there being some some window of 
of believability that OJ was was innocent. It was just yeah, it was just the the the, the glove shit, the whole stupid thing. Oh my god, I can't believe that was <laughs> the whole stupid thing. Have you guys thing. ever have you guys ever tried to put on a glove while you are wearing a latex glove? Um, yeah, I know. And, and OJ, his um, have you ever tried it? Have you ever tried it? No, no. It's impossible. So you put on the glove and the latex grabs against the leather. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden it's like 10 times tighter than it was before. And you have to like cinch it up like over and over. Mm -hmm. And all they had to do was try that once before they came up with this idea of having him do it. Mm -hmm. I think they told Chris Darden, do not ask him to try the glove on. And he was like, (laughs) he, he was just, he wanted to be Elliot Ness. He wanted to have like, the big dog lawman moment. And um, it's yeah. crazy. It's so crazy that they did that. If they, if he didn't have the latex gloves on, none of that happens. Well, OJ's, I think his like manager claims, or his, yeah, I think it was his manager. It was an attorney like claims in the documentary that uh, OJ has rheumatoid arthritis. And he claims he told him to stop taking his medication. That's true. I've heard that theory, too. So his hands would swell up. I've heard that theory, too. It's not that easy, just skipping a dose. How about just, if you're going to fucking kill me if I get the glove on, I'm not going to get the glove I guarantee you, if you guys have latex gloves around the house, if you try it, you will, like, I I did it, like, a couple years ago. And I swear to God, I had, like, a Kaiser Soze coffee cup moment, a presumed innocent twist ending moment. Where I realized that's the fucking reason OJ was able to do that is if you have latex gloves on and you're trying to put on leather, the latex grabs against the leather. Don't you think you could fake it anyway? You just kind of like he, he also contorts his hand. I'm telling you in a funny way. I know, but I'm telling you, no one talked about it. He wasn't giving it, an honest la- effort to put that glove. But on. the latex glove really does do that. Yeah, it makes it difficult to pull it on, and you have to pull it on in steps mm. with leather. I got to get a leather glove and a latex or, glove. To or, like, or like a fucking Gore-Tex or whatever. Yeah. Any any kind of tight glove. That makes sense. Well, that's what I always thought as a kid because I was, you know, I, I'm, you know, uh, I don't remember the OJ trial because I was too young, but I remember like learning about it and seeing the picture of him like pulling the glove on and just thinking like, that glove clearly fits him. It's just halfway on. <laughs> it's a glove that obviously, it's like watching right. somebody with a shoe like halfway on and you're like, okay, keep pulling it on and it's going to fit. Like, right. And if you do this, then we're going to execute you. What, what they should have done after yeah, that happened. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's what like, they should have done after that happened is like um, had the jury wear latex gloves and then put on gloves. There you go. You would have been a better Marsha Clark. Clark? Are we putting a button on it, John? <laughs> now that we're into like 20 minutes into the OJ case, yeah, yeah. I'd say it's I'd say it's probably button time. This was a great episode, Patrick. And we're going to we're going to have a spin-off show, That's right? right. Yeah. That that's exactly correct. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys for having having me yeah, on. Yeah, thanks so much for for coming on.